Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. We're so glad that you're joining us to listen to this message. Whoever you are and wherever you're listening from, we trust that you'll be equipped, envisioned and encouraged as you listen today. It's really great to be together, and um, we are quite a little bit patchy, a bit thin on the ground this morning, partly because about 30-odd youth are at their youth weekend away, along with a bunch of the youth leaders. I think some of the parents have maybe taken the opportunity to have a bit of uh, time out as well. Uh, it's also the beginning of half term, so uh, we're down in numbers a little bit, but we're here, aren't we? So that's, that can only be a good thing. Uh, David is actually with the youth over at Kevin Lee in Wales, so he's with them at the Youth Weekend, sharing with them this morning, so we pray that he'll be really blessed, and we know that they'll be blessed to to hear from David. And um, this morning, if we could put the slide up, Adam, just going to uh, introduce, finally, the groups. And um, I really, I'm really, really excited about this next phase for us as a church, and uh, the groups and the way that we've looked to adjust the groups and change the groups is all part of us doing everything that we can to prepare the nets to be ready for this next stage of growth that God has for us. So it can only be a good thing. And um, if you uh, put the next slide up, I love this, uh, this scripture in Ephesians 2, and this is the amplified version. But just um, as, as I read this, take note of the things that, that refer to, to us, refer to us as, as believers, refer to the church. So then, you are no longer strangers and aliens, outsiders without rights of citizenship, but you are fellow citizens with the saints, God's people, and are members of God's household having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus as the chief cornerstone in whom the whole structure is joined together. And it continues to increase, growing into a holy temple in the Lord, a sanctuary dedicated, set apart and sacred to the presence of the Lord. In him and in fellowship with one another, you also are being built together into a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. This is, this is an incredible scripture. This is, just, this is talking about where God is going to presence himself. The place that God is going to call his home. The place where God's spirit moves, where his power is evident, where his life is abundant, where his glory is revealed. This is the house of God that Paul is talking about. And if you have a look around, this is the house that he's talking about. The household of faith. And as I read these verses, I'm I'm kind of caught by, by the words like joining and community and fellowship and being built together. And words like growing. And with Jesus being the chief cornerstone, you know, he sets the direction for every wall, every part of the building is is based on him. And the Holy Spirit dwells among us. And there's a, a wisdom and a foundation from the apostles and prophets. You know, the way that we build this house 
is, is built on revelation that's given to God's gifts to the church, the apostles and the prophets, and their direction. And um, if you put the next slide up, what, we want to, what I want to do this morning is just talk a little bit about groups and, um, and some of the changes that we're going to make. So if you put the next slide up, please, Adam. Just a little bit of background, really, for those of you who, you may, you may well be aware of this, you may not, but Living Rock Church has been built on small groups. Covenant Life Hinkley and Rock of Life were home groups, essentially, that were planted out from the church in Leicester in the early 90s, mid-90s. And that's kind of, that's our route, is meeting in homes. And um, we believe wholeheartedly in the need for corporate congregational gatherings like this morning, but we also believe in the need to meet from house to house, from home to home. We see that pattern time and again in the New Testament church. They met together in the temple courts and they met from house to house. And in that place, God blessed them. And we want to see the life of God expressed here on a Sunday morning, but we also want to see it expressed more and more in our homes. Because God has given us the mission field of the towns and villages. And uh, when we were at uh, Bible Week at Newark uh, last summer, the prophetic word came again and God reminded us of our mission field being the towns and the villages. And in fact, he increased the scope, if you like, of the towns and villages that he was calling us to. And he said, I want you to not forget, I want you to, to, to minister to the villages you're already in, but know there are new, new places, new villages that will be, have an expression of the life of God where there's currently no testimony, and that we'll have congregations far and wide. And then a little while ago, Caleb was with us, and he talked about meeting around tables being a real key for some of the life of the church to be expressed. And so we, we find that ourselves given to reaching the towns and villages, and we believe that groups are a key way of us doing that in a very significant and powerful way. So in the light of the prophetic word that came, in the light of some of the changes that have been going on in the church, we've been seeing people saved week by week in this, in this new year. People being saved every single week. We're seeing new birth. We're seeing people visiting us and wanting to potentially become part of things with us. God is expanding us. He's causing us to grow. And therefore, we need to accommodate and receive that growth. We want to be reaching for growth. We want to be ready for growth. And we want to retain growth so that God will continue to add to us. Those things are so important. And the life groups are key in that. They're part of the wineskin. They form the nets, if you like, for us to be able to receive all of the people that God wants to add to us, the true riches of men and women, children, souls being added to us. It's really exciting. And um, so we want to make sure that the life groups are fit for purpose to do that. So here we go. What is a life group? Next slide, please. Well, I mean, some of this is pretty obvious. But let's just say it anyway. One of the things we, people say, oh, um, I'm, I'm, I need to go to um, church in the home this week. And then they go, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I mean life groups. Or oh, is it cell groups? I'm like, and we, we always say, don't care what you call it, as long as you go. Call it what you want, just be there. Okay? Whatever name you put in your diary to prioritize being there, that's fine as long as you go. And um, we believe in this small group of believers meeting together in homes because that small group of believers has family, but also has neighbors and relatives and friends that are links and connections into the church. We want to see leaders now with assistants working alongside them to support them in leading the group. 
And our plan is for the groups to meet uh, three times a month to devote themselves to the stuff that the early church devoted themselves to in Acts 2.42, to the apostles' teaching, so to the word, to fellowship and sharing meals, to breaking bread and prayer. And those are the things that we want to see expressed in the groups every month, those aspects of life of the church. Um, But we want it to be done in a flexible way. So that may well mean that the group doesn't necessarily meet at the same time every week. There may be flexibility. There may be opportunities for the groups to meet for brunch or meet for lunch or meet for tea or supper, meet on a weekend, meet midweek, so that the children can be involved as well as much as possible. So there's a real sense of community and family as we gather together in our homes. I'm really excited by the prospect of us doing that. Sarah and I have been part of a group uh, for, for a while now that's got a real spectrum of ages. But, and I love that because for me that expresses the family of God. And, um, and we'll see that in the groups. We've, we've not really based the groups around ages. We've break, based it much more around geography. But we want the groups to express the family of God and the life of God. We're very aware that in the review of the groups that we did at the end of last year, some groups have been really well attended And some groups have been really poorly attended. And we want to address that. We want every group to thrive. Every group to be backed to the hilt. Every leader and every assistant to be backed by the group. And um, sometimes being a life group leader can be a bit of a thankless job. Because sometimes people just don't turn up and they don't tell you why they're not turned up. Some people just don't turn up ever. Some people let you down late or last minute. And you know, these leaders are there they're carrying you in their heart. And if, they're allocate, if you're allocated to their group, they're praying for you. They're thinking about you. They're interested in you. And they want you to grow and come into all that God has for you. And so these groups are going to be really significant for the leaders, but also for every member as well. Um, when we were at Momentum last year, David talked about an infrastructure, a change in the infrastructure. And we really believe part of that is a new leadership that will develop And uh, we're seeing that because in the groups that we have, some of the new groups will have completely brand spanking new life group leaders, people who've never done it before. Other people will be assisting and they've never assisted before. But it's really exciting that we're going to be having new leaders, new assistants, new ways of doing things, new creativity, and all of the groups can express that together wherever they meet. And so if you put, that's already up. So every, every group has a leader. Um, some of the new life group leaders are already ca- carrying responsibility in other areas. So I'm sure Alex won't mind me naming it. Alex and Lisa, along with Russ and Rita and others, are going to be taking care of the group in Counterstorpe. That means Alex and Lisa are going to be looking after the children's work, which they do such an incredible job doing. But they're also going to be leading a life group as well. Pray for them. <laughs> but... We don't want life groups to be onerous for life group leaders. It doesn't have to be that way. If the group owns the group, the leaders leading it can be a joy for the leaders. Assistance helping them will be a great help and a great asset to them as well. And so we don't want leading a life group to be too onerous. It's the only job that you can do. We want it to be one where people can serve in in different ways as well. To create a setting where everyone can contribute. I have loved the number of contributions that we've had this morning. Richard and his roving mic. 
getting different contributions. And you know what? It's great to do that, isn't it? But it's impractical to do that week in, week out for everybody to be able to contribute in that way or certainly more fully. But in life groups, we all have an opportunity and should contribute. You know, your contribution might be opening up your your home for the group to meet in. Your contribution might be part of the meal that you bring. It might be the garlic bread that you bring with you to the meal when we eat together. It might be the drinks or the cakes or the biscuits that you bring along. It will definitely be the spiritual gift and the encouragement and the, the scripture and, and your point of view that you bring to the time, the, the prayer that you offer, the way that you um, maybe lead part of, of the gathering. God, I believe God wants us all to be involved in contrib- and contributing to the life of the life groups. I look around this room and I don't see anybody here that can't contribute something into a life group meeting all got something to bring. Every member is a minister of Christ. And life groups are a great way to express that. For the leader, their job is not to do a mini Sunday morning on a, on a Wednesday evening <laughs> where we have a bit of worship and a word. That's not how we do life groups. The groups are there to be everybody's involved, everybody's sharing, everybody brings something from the word. They're there to facilitate care, facilitate the gatherings, think of ways to get the group to to look outwards, and also to pray for their members. Next slide, please. So we believe in playing to our strengths. The towns and villages are a great strength, but also they can be a challenge because it's all very well being in, in all the towns and villages between the cities. But some of the groups have had people that have had to drive 30 minutes to get to life group. And with the best will in the world, you could get home from work at half six, think I've got a half an hour drive to life group, and then when I get there, I've got a half an hour drive home. And there are some, some times where even, even the most devout life group supporter might struggle with that. And we want to make meeting in the groups as easy as possible for everybody. We really want as much as possible for couples to be in the same life group. We understand there are stages of life and times where it might be beneficial for um, one part of the couple to be in a different group, maybe a daytime group. We've got um, a group for predominantly for, for young mums that meets here in the building on a Thursday morning. That's fine, but as much as possible for couples to meet with the group, particularly around social times and times where there's flexibility. We want to be present in lots of different villages. We, we realize we don't have or we haven't had a life group in Broughton Astley, a life group in Countersthorpe, or a life group in Earl Shilton now for some time. But we've got loads of people living in those villages. And so we, th- we said, right, we've got to have groups that meet in those places, that really take ownership. A Countersthorpe group that really feel like we own this village. This is our territory. This is our patch. And we're going to reach it together for Christ. And in Broughton Astley and Narborough, Alex is already getting excited about that. That's good. We want to um, enhance relationships, make sure everybody belongs and participates. And... Um, As the church grows, uh, we want pastoral care in this church to never slip. We want every person to know that they're loved and that they're cared for. We want every person to mature in their faith, that if needs arise or issues arise, that we're able to meet them because we're aware of them. And life groups are a key way for us of that first port of call, if you like, for pastoral care. And uh, I know for myself and for for, uh, for Deborah and David and for Chris and Ellie and Sarah, we, we really value the life group leaders and the way that they look after their, their group of people. 
and the care that they bring. That doesn't mean the leader does all the pastoral care, but they're aware of what's going on in their group. They can get the group to support one another, and they can let us know if, if needs arise. And so we've been working through uh, the plan to, to get all this together. So today we're going to uh, draft seven. So we put the next slide up. I think that's more like draft 37, to be honest, but seven's a number of completeness, so we just went with that one. Um, we, David and I sat down with a big map of the region, and uh, we, on Church App, got all the addresses, and I asked Kim to put a cluster, all the people of where they lived, on the map. And it was really interesting to see kind of some villages or some towns had dozens of people, some places a bit more patchy and a bit more spread out. You know, some of the villages are probably equidistant from uh, different villages where there are a number of people, and there's just one or two in, in this place. So we, we just thought, right, let's just look purely geographically and piled everybody into their um, local areas, looked for leaders in there, and sort of worked from that as a starting place. Then we presented it to the life group leaders, and we changed it all. No. Um, and we tweaked it and we adjusted it. We had lots of conversations. And a lot of care has gone into what you're going to see this morning. A lot of prayer. A lot of care. And um, just can't wait to get started with them now, really. We want to see uh, the, the whole towns and villages that we represent reached and impacted. We've gone from 19 to 21 groups, but we need many more. Um, we want the groups that we introduced to you today to know that um, this isn't set in stone, but to look at your group with a really open mind, with a really open heart, and to think about how you can make it work rather than how it won't work for you. And then if there are practical reasons why it won't work, that's fine. We can, we can sort that out. But um, we're going to show you the groups. So these gray boards that are dotted around the room, when we turn them around, you'll have the big reveal, okay? The laminates are waiting with your name on it. But we're seeing people added to us. Um, we've, never, we've, we've had a, a, a group sort of meet in Nuneaton. Stephen, Alice, and Harvey are in Nuneaton. And I think for a while we're the only sort of family there. Um, but actually we're seeing... Uh, Doors opening into Nuneaton. So we need a life group in Nuneaton very soon. And uh, we really want to do that. Um, I've, I've had the pleasure of meeting some more people from Nuneaton recently, and I didn't realize how much of a physical barrier the A5 really is. <laughs> Whichever side of the A5 you're on, man, that's like, that's it. It's a nightmare to cross, I know, but. So, but we, we really want to, uh, to reach into, into Nuneaton as well. We need to create um, areas so that. Um, the life groups in certain areas have uh, what we call area leaders, so people who will be looking after the leaders there. And so that's kind of part of the next step and, and the viability checks that we've got this morning. And then if you put the next slide up, just a couple more to go before we introduce the groups. This for us is a key part. You know, we want the groups to be well cared for, but we also want the groups to be outward looking. Amen? <laughs> to be outward looking. This church is a church of mission. And the mission field is outside of the people that are in this room here this morning. Um, you're here because somebody else reached out to you or reached out to somebody that you know. And so we have an opportunity to reach the towns and villages that we represent. And that's a wonderful privilege. That we own our village, 
that we pray for our villages, that when we meet, we can pray for our locality and pray for very specific needs and issues and, and for people, for names of people that we're reaching out to and stand together for our villages in prayer. God will do incredible things. The church in Cardiff this year have stopped all initiatives because they felt God call them to pray, to be a house of prayer. And Terence was sharing this with us when we met together as leaders on Tuesday night. And he said, we've stopped all our outreach programs. We've stopped everything else. And we've just met to pray. And he said, it's been really hard to do that and not feel like we should be doing other things. But God has very clearly said, just give yourselves at this point to prayer. And he said, the amazing thing is, we've seen as many people saved in the last two or three months that we've given ourselves to prayer than we did for the last year when we were doing all our various initiatives. And I was reminded of what Jesus says to the disciples in Luke 10. He says, the harvest is ripe, the mission is ready, but the workers are few. So pray, then go. And sometimes we think the mission field is ready, we should go. But Jesus says, no, pray, then go. And I really, I just believe with all my heart that when we meet in our groups and we pray for our village with a real passion, God is going to do great things. He's going to add to us, through us and through other means as well. He's very creative. We want to express communities within communities. We want uh, to be able to meet needs practically and express love to our neighbors. We believe in the power of a group being even greater than the power of, a, of an individual. Um, we want to be creative in how we reach out. And Caleb, a little while ago, I don't know if anybody remember the Love 101 initiatives, kind of ideas that way we could reach out, reintroduce some of those things and think about some of those things as groups. We've got all new builds. Has anybody got a new build near them? So has anybody not got a new build near them? <laughs> but we just think, let's reach into those places. These, there are new people moving into the area. They should know about us being there. They should know that there are Christians in their neighborhood that they can call on, people who carry the love of God, and the Holy Spirit in them. And so we want to help support the groups to do that. Thanks for joining us today. There's so much going on at Living Rock Church and we'd love for you to be involved. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching. Visit www.livingrock.church or search for us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. We meet every Sunday at 10.30am in Stony Stanton and 4pm in Tamworth and Market Harborough. Feel free to come and visit us. We'd love to meet you. Thank you.